I appreciate you being here. Let me say, if I don't, I'll get in trouble. It's good to have Pernod Baptist Church with us. And uh, normally it's hard to get my crowd to move much, Brother Scott. <laughs> when I say we're moving, some of them said we're calling off service. And, um, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's good to see Pernod Baptist Church with us. Good to see you all in the house of the Lord. Uh, privilege and honor to be here. Um, let me turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew uh, for the reading of the Word of God. I'll be brief, quick. And uh, my church don't under, didn't know last night that I could preach in 26 minutes. Um, I told my boy this morning, he called last night, this morning, he said, how'd, you, how'd dad do, mom? He knows don't ask me that, I ain't going to say nothing. And uh, he said, she said he'd done good, but he preached 26 minutes. And she had him on speakerphone, I said, Matt, Cody, can you believe that? Cody said, daddy, how'd you do that? I said, well, I had another preacher in front of me. He said, can you book two Sunday?" <laughs> so I'll be mindful of time and mindful that the preacher will be here in a minute to preach to us. I appreciate uh, Brother Winkler, and I mean that with all my heart. Matthew, if you have your Bibles, I'm interested in this story, and I'm interested in one word at the very end of this story and how it ties throughout this whole story. Uh, so keep your Bibles open tonight and straightway, verse 22, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship, Matthew 14. Now you don't, my church ain't laughing a bit, they used to that. <laughs> Find your places, say amen in Matthew 14. Amen. amen. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And let me stop and say, if, if Christ, 100% man, 100% God, if he had to come apart to pray, I believe it's going to be important that you and I come apart sometime to pray. And while he sent the multitude apart, he went to a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. And they cried out, for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Listen to what Peter's asking. Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come to thee on the water. And Jesus said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water. How far, I don't know. Don't know how far he walked on the water, but I do know he's walking on the water. And when he saw the, when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. 
And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith. Not no faith, but little faith. Wherefore doest thou doubt? Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for this privilege, God, Lord, and this honor. I ask you tonight, Lord, would you touch me just a few minutes, Lord? Let me be reminded, Lord, that I'm a nothing and a nobody and cannot do anything apart from God. Lord, God, Lord, unless that holy dove comes from heaven, Lord, sets on our shoulder and flutters its wings, Lord, God, Lord, there will nothing be going on under this tabernacle tonight, Lord. I beg you, Lord, would you touch me, Lord, with that heavenly unction, dear Lord. That, that a man cannot preach without. Lord, have you willing way. God, we love you and honor and praise you. Magnify you and glorify you. In your blessed, holy and humbly name, we do humbly pray. Amen and amen. I'm interested in a one word found in this passage of scripture. Uh, that it, but it plays a big part in this story. And I'm interested in that little word, faith. I'm interested in that little word, faith. It's a word that seems to be small. It's a word that we seem to throw around real, real lightly. It's a word that it seems as though we name things after. It's a word that seems just to, uh, just to be a word that we bounce around. But to the Christian life, it's a way of life. You say, preacher, it's not. Well, hold on. It's going to be. I promise you that. And, uh, I'm interested in that little word faith. And it plays a big part in our Christian life. Let me remind you, you didn't get born again apart from faith. It is a gift of God, lest any man should boast. Man does not get born again apart from faith. And it's just not a natural faith that man gets born again. It's a God-given faith. It's a faith that comes by the preaching of the gospel. Concerning Romans chapter number 9 and verse number 10, number 10 and verse number 7, it comes through the preaching and the hearing of the gospel that God imparts faith into a man. Some says a man can get born again whenever he wants to. I beg to differ with you. That just don't happen. Man, man must be drawn by the Holy Ghost. And you say, preacher, if he's not, what will happen? Thank God if he's not drawn by the Holy Ghost, I don't care how many tears he cries. I don't care how much he prays. He'll never get in. But when the Holy Ghost is drawing him, thank God he'll impart to him faith to believe the gospel. It's not in a natural man to believe the gospel. It's not in a natural man, thank God, to know God. But God imparts to him faith uh, to believe. And when God imparts to him faith, then he believed and not until then. And so if it's important that we uh, have to have faith to be born again, then I'm going to tell you not only are we saved by faith, but we walk by faith. Bible says in Corinthians that we walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm interested in the night in Peter walking by faith. And I'm interested in walking by faith in an odd place. I'm interested in, see, it's easy to walk out yonder on the, uh, on the land, but Peter ain't walking on land. Peter's walking in an odd place right here. You say, why? Because uh, faith enables you and I to walk where the natural man cannot walk. Faith enables, listen, here's the ability of faith. Faith enables you and I to see more, not less. 
Faith enables you tonight to worship God. Some say we worship by feelings. Thank God we worship by faith. If you worship by feelings, you feelings you worship will be like this. But when you go to turning it around and worshiping God by faith, you'll worship God when you feel like it, and you'll worship God when you don't feel like it. Hey man, you'll worship God when you're up, and you'll worship God when you're down. God's never called me to worship Him if I feel good, but God's called me to worship Him and the fact of who God is. That's why I worship Him tonight. So we worship by faith, and we uh, we walk by faith. This life is a walk of faith. Listen to me just a few minutes. And I want to get jump in here and just get started. But faith enables us to walk where the natural man cannot walk. Where, where is Peter in this verse? Well, let's start off and find Peter in this in this chapter. First of all, we find him in verse we find him in verse number twenty four, and in the fourth watch of the night. And and but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. First time we see Peter, he's in a storm. Now he's trying to roll this boat. He's trying his best to keep his boat a-rolling. He's trying his best to go opposite from the wind. And he's in a storm. That's where a lot of us live our Christian life. Trying to roll the boat. Just trying to keep our head above water. Just trying to keep this thing from going down. So Peter's, he's rowing the boat. Trying to keep her from going forward. Trying to keep it from capsizing. And he's rowing the boat. He's in the midst of a storm. But now see him the next time, found in verse number 29. And listen what it said. And he said, come. And Peter went, and went, and, and when Peter was come down out of the ship to walk on the water, something's changed. Peter's now not rowing the boat anymore. Now he stepped out of that boat and he's a walking upon the water. Boy, don't you wish you and I could do that. You say, preacher, how can he do it? He can't do it in the power of his own. But now Peter is a walking on the water. Here's that expression. Peter here, the storm's got Peter. Over here when he's a roaring, the storm's in control. That's, the, that's where a lot of us live. But then when Peter stepped out of that boat, now Peter's in control. Boy, don't you wish we could live right there? Thank God, instead of the storm controlling us, don't you wish every now and again you could step out of that boat? Thank God, and, and, and instead of that storm having authority over you, don't you wish you could have authority over that storm? Boy, don't you wish you didn't have to go under in that next storm? Don't you wish you didn't have to be the next one that storm takes down? Don't you wish you didn't have to be the next one, thank God, that the storm capsizes and always seem to be a battling in the storm? Don't you wish you could get victory over doubt? Don't you wish you didn't have to always fight that storm? Don't you wish you could get victory, thank God, over doubt in your salvation? Hey Amen. I, I pastor a Baptist church. I know where the majority of us live. Thank God you're up today and down tomorrow. I want to tell you something. Don't you look up here. If you don't get anything, listen to me. The God of this Bible has never meant that every storm comes my way. It's to carry me to the bottom. No. God, thank God, this Bible, thank God, has given me victory in the Lord that I can rise above the storm of life and march on in victory in the Lord. Amen. We don't have to walk around, Brother Sammy, with our head hung down all the time. We don't have to. I don't know about y'all, but some people look like they're barely making it. 
That ain't the Christian life. Amen. That ain't what, that is not the Christian life that God intended for it to be. God has so set it up where you and I can rise above the storms of life. So we see Peter. First time we see Peter, he is battling a storm. The next time I see Peter, uh, he's expressing his authority over it. He's stepping on top of it. Where's he headed? He's headed to Jesus. How in the world can a man walk on water? (laughs) That's not the natural way. And I promise you one thing. There wasn't no stepping stones that Peter just found in the water. He's a walking on the water in the midst of a storm. He didn't, Lord have mercy. If this storm would calm down, preacher, I'd be all right. I got news to tell you tonight. You can step out of that boat in the midst of that storm. When the waves is up yonder, yonder goes Peter. <laughs> He's a walking on that water. Where's he going? He's going to Jesus. In the midst of the storm, yonder he goes. How in the world can a man walk on water? I believe it's tied up in that little word, faith. Why? Because faith enables us to walk where the natural man cannot walk. But what in the world is his faith in? What in the world has Peter got his faith in? He didn't say, oh, you have no faith. Oh, you little faith. What is Peter's faith in? Peter said, Lord, Peter said, Lord, bid me to come to thee on the water. And the Lord said, come. Peter stepped out of that boat on a word called come. Peter stepped out of that word, out of that boat and put his faith in the word. Are you listening to me? Thank God we said last night, thank God that we talked about facts last night and how facts is true, it never lies. It reads the same every day. Well, I want to tell you something. If you and I are going to walk on water, we'll have to learn to put our faith in God's Word. And I don't want to get hung up right here, Brother Scott, but I've, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing people trying to put their faith in their feelings all the time. I want to tell you something. If your faith is in your feelings, your storm is going to be the, be the, be the one that carries you down. But when faith is placed in God's Word, amen, it'll never let you down. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. I don't know if y'all listen to, uh, 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 the 10 o'clock preacher. Um, I can't think of his name. But, uh, he said this the other day and I thought, my Lord. He said, when you put your faith in God's word, God resumed responsibility for taking care of you. You know what Peter's done? Peter has put his faith in God's word. And when he, do y'all think Peter can walk on water? Do you think Peter's got the ability to walk on water? He's walking in the power of another. Amen. He's not walking in his own power. Peter's walking in the power of another. Which one? That word, that man that said come. God has resumed responsibility to take care of Peter. Amen. God has resumed responsibility to take Peter and let him walk on water in a day in the midst of a storm. Put faith in the word. Notice he put faith in a small word. Peter, come. That's all he said. Peter, come. 
And out of that little old word come, Peter throwed that leg over that boat. <laughs> God didn't speak another word to Peter the whole time. <laughs> Just that one little word. God didn't speak another word. He just said, come. Lord, if I could get more word, why you need more? You won't believe the one you already got. <laughs> hey, I'd quit doubting if I could just get another word. Why? Well, that won't help you none. You don't believe the first thing you got. To, I'm going to tell you something about this Bible, okay? I ain't got just one word enough to walk on water. Amen. I ain't got a preacher. We need another Bible. We need another book. No one word's enough for a man to step out of a boat and go to God. Amen. He don't need another word. It's just a small word. But knows who it come from. <laughs> that wasn't John's income. <laughs> that was the Lord. Yes, now let me stop and say something right here. I believe that faith was in Peter while he's rowing the boat. But why didn't he get out then? Because he didn't get a word. <laughs> I believe Peter's rowing that boat with that same faith in him. <laughs> but he couldn't get out then. Listen, he couldn't get out till he got a word from the Lord. You better learn to use common sense when common sense needs to be used and use faith when faith is needed to be used. Amen. There's a time to use common sense and roll the boat. But when God says come, it's time to step out of there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm just going to run some. I'm going to say something right here. I didn't know it's... I didn't. I'm going to tell you when sinners get saved, when he says come. Right. <laughs> you can't get saved when daddy says come. Right. And you might not get saved when... You can't get saved when the preacher says come. Amen, preacher. Amen. A lot of them get saved to what the preacher said. But if God ever whispers up in your ear, come, thank God, step out of there. Amen. I don't care if he's a preaching on church tithe. If he says, come, step out of there. Amen. He knows what he's doing. Amen. <laughs> Blessed day I heard him say, come. And I went to him. Amen. I didn't know what was going on, but I made my way to bloody Calvary on the word. Go come. And I went. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Glory to his name. Amen. I'm about to step out of this boat. Amen. He said, come. Peter said, Here I come. <laughs> I'm walking on one word, a small word, but it's a holding me up because he has resumed responsibility to hold me up. Amen. My Lord. Not only was it a small word, it was an only word. Peter, come. Be careful. Watch your step. Come, Peter. Easy. Watch it. Nope. He said, come. And he didn't say another word. He drawed a silence. <laughs> I went in between. When we was having Sunday school, we're not right now. But before that pandemic hit, I know y'all throwing rocks at me already. But y'all was... I went in through between Sunday school and preaching, or 
and over at Fort Sunday School. And uh, they had a little girl in our church called Lenore. She sat right back yonder. She finally started liking me. <laughs> and Susan was going. She was just learning to walk. They had her up there in front of the church. And a few more ladies around watching little Lenore walk. She was going. And here was Susan going, come on, come on, come on, come on. You can do it. That's the way we want God to do us. Come on. You can do it. Come on. You can do it. That's the way way we want God to do us in our Christian life. But I want to tell you something. Thank God if you ever step out on that little word come. And it may not be a big old word. You know what come means? It meant to Peter, get out of the boat and come to me. It means the same thing today. Sure. Yeah, sir. Can I borrow Tom Gillum? Yeah. I preached this message and Tom Gillum was, in the, was preaching behind me after I got done. And Tom Gillum got up here behind me and he said this. Thank you, Lord. He said, Brother Steve. He said, that was the only word God give Peter. He said, and Peter could still be walking on water over that one word. In my mind, I can see Peter still walking out yonder <laughs> off of one little word. We're looking for God to do it over, say it over, and say it over, and say it over, and say it over every day. But I want to tell you something. You can walk on water on one word if you'll learn to put faith in his word. But Peter's got a problem. Peter begins to sink. We bash Peter, but he began to sink. Don't you notice why he began to sink? And when he saw the wind, he took his eyes off the one that was enabling him to walk and got his eyes on the storm. And I don't know much about all that, but I know the more you see something, the bigger it gets. And here's what happened. When Peter got to looking at the storm, it got bigger and his God got smaller. You know why you and I are sitting around trembling over the day we're in? I had a preacher call me this morning from Kentucky, bless his heart, he's, he, he needs to be on nerve pills. But uh, he's just terrified. What are we going to do, preacher? What are we going to do? He's scared somebody's going to come one day and take his land. When you got 500, I wouldn't worry about it. He got 570 acres. And he's scared somebody's going to come take his land. And he said, preacher Steve, I'm just scared to death. What are we going to do? I said, I'm going to trust God. I've heard it three or four times, and I've been real nice about it. And I just kind of beat around the bush with him. But I told myself the other day, I'm going to tell him the truth. Next time he calls me, I'm going to tell him facts. He called me this morning. He says, Brother Steve, how you doing? Fine. He said, um, so-and-so, so-and-so told me he was in a meeting. I said, yeah. He said, can I ask you a question? Said, what are we going to do? I said, what do you mean? He said, with all this going around, don't you think something bad's going to happen? I said, oh, no, I ain't worried. I can't worry about that. Boy, I'm about to call his name. I said, I can't worry about that, preacher. He said, well, 
what are we going to do? I said, I don't know what you're going to do, but I know what I'm going to do. I said, I'm going to be like Peter. I said, I'm preaching tonight, and I'm going to preach on Peter. And I've been reading about him. And I'm going to be like Peter. I'm going to trust the word, even though he don't never tell me nothing else. I'm going to trust the same word I've always trusted. You say, why? Because it will work. Now let me borrow another from Andy Davis. Y'all remember camp meeting? Andy Davis said man's made up of a try or he's made he got five God give a man five senses. He give a man the ability to see, ability to smell, ability to taste, to hear, and to feel. And we operate our Christian life on that lifestyle of feelings. I understand feelings. I understand they got their place. But my feelings ain't what's ruling me. Right, right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm going to let my, I'm gonna, I want my faith to rule my life yes. in God's word. Amen. Peter is operating out of one of those five senses. What he's seeing. If you operate out of what you see, you're going to be in a mess. But you remember what Eddie, Brother Eddie Davis told us? He said, but when you got born again, he'd give you another one called faith. And your spiritual life is to be operated through faith. I want to operate my spiritual life through a God-given faith. Faith in what, preacher? Faith in his word. Why? That I can be a Peter and step out of the boat and walk on water. That the storm don't have to be the next thing that carries me to the bottom. I say in Luke, Lord, increase my faith. Can I tell you tonight, if you're going to rise above the storms of life, he'll have to increase your faith in his word. Amen. Thank you, preacher.